Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for well-qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. Happy, very, very, very cold Red Friday. You are bundled up. I am. So I um, <laughs> I'm having a variety of problems this morning. Um, there is no hot water in my building. Ooh. This is like the 97th time in two months that this has happened. I, don't even get me started now because it's it's an older building. And I think the hot water heater just needs to be replaced instead of fixing it every two. Anyway, that's where we are. <laughs> so instead of like getting all ready and stuff this morning, instead, I went out. I'm like, well, we're in the grocery store. I was going to have to do that later. By then it'll all be fixed. I'll be fine. It was, I mean, I started my car and let my car run for a little bit this morning. This is the coldest morning I feel like that I've been out in a while. It is wicked cold outside. And of course, I'm in short sleeves, but whatever. It, yeah, it's, uh, it's not fun if you have to do more than go from the car into the QT and from the car into work. But yeah, for those of you who are working, especially those of you who are working outdoors in this, our sincere sympathy for uh, what you have to go through today. And the wind's not making things any better. No. Um, here's the weather for Buffalo as we look ahead to <laughs> Sunday. Uh, today, they're getting another inch of snow. John, do you know how much they've gotten so far? I talked to my sister last night or the night before, and she said there was already at her place, and she's in Clarence Center, which is just outside of Buffalo, uh, already at her place. It's between a foot and a half and two feet on the ground. <laughs> you say that like it's nothing. Between a foot and a half and two feet on For the ground. For them, it is. You know? Yeah, right. <laughs> um, the good news is that today it's ending, and then tomorrow it'll be cloudy and 16, but at least it's not going to snow on the day of the game. So in theory, game time should stay at 5.30 Central Time on Sunday. So, That's what they're saying. Yeah Kathy, yeah. Kathy Hochul, the governor of New York, was asked about that. And she said there's no reason at this point to believe that there will be any travel delays. And that's the only thing. Like we said, they don't really care about the, the conditions inside the stadium. That's fine. They just want to make right. sure nobody's going to die on the roads getting to or from. Inside the stadium's your problem. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> that, that's up to you. Nothing, not, uh, if you don't want to go, then that's entirely up to you. Um, this is falling iguana season. Yes, it in is. In Florida. I, I think, it, I think we're late into Flor falling iguana. I think it started in like November. Um, but this is when we see the stories out of Florida. This is my favorite thing about Florida. Yeah. Is the fact that when it gets cold enough, the iguanas fall out of trees and hurt people when they fall. Yeah, they've had people that have suffered concussions because the iguanas, in, especially in South Florida, I mean, it's perfect territory for them under normal circumstances. And they're heavy. I mean, they get really big and they get really heavy. You know, they can go five, six pounds and sometimes even more than that. So that falling out of a tree 30 feet up can really do you some damage. And they're not dead. It doesn't kill them. What, right. what it does is because they're cold-blooded, 
the blood just doesn't flow, and they go into this almost kind of hibernation-like sleep, and they can't control their muscles. So if they're climbing a tree or climbing out on a branch, all that has to happen is they freeze up, and then bang, they just fall right out of the tree. I, I don't know why I love it so much. It's not new, but every year it's what I laugh at because it's yeah. such a, you know, there's some things that happen in Alaska that only happen in Alaska just, just because of the climate and everything there. And Florida's kind of the same way. There are some things that only happen in Florida because it's Florida. No doubt. And I mean, there's the other thing is there's geckos all over the place. These little mm. six inch long lizards that, that are just ubiquitous in Florida, but they fall out of a tree. Nobody cares. I mean, if that hits yeah. you, you go, hey, what was that? <laughs> you yeah, know? a little but plug on my shoulder. Right. And in Guana, on the other hand, that, that'll do you some harm. I thought more schools would be out today. I I predicted that not entirely accurately. I, I figured every school would be out today, but that did not happen. A few of them have. A few of them have gone to remote learning for today because it was so cold early in the morning. It's expected to be like that again this afternoon. So you're right, though. It's not anywhere near what we saw over the last few days. Uh, yeah, and if you want to... We have four hours. If you want to, uh, I, I don't even know when schools let out because there were so few when I went to bed last night that I figured nobody was going to call. And, and then the big ones didn't. So I wasn't uh, paying a ton of attention this morning, but feel free to let us know. We have a variety of breaking news to get to today. <clears throat> the first, of course, um, and we have multiple interviews on this plan today. Um, this, is one of the, this is one of those, I almost called you yesterday afternoon. This is one of those things, like part of the reason we do this for a living, there's a, there's a little bit of us that you learn a thing and it's a big deal and you want to tell everybody you know about it as fast <laughs> right. as you can. And Data and Parks got it immediately. And when we heard yesterday that Frank White vetoed the proposal to put the 3.8 cent sales tax on the ballot in April, I guess I wasn't entirely surprised, but I felt like I'd been smacked in the face. Yeah, no, I, I felt exactly the same way. I mean, I said earlier this week, I, my gut's telling me he's going to go ahead and veto this thing. And we even joked about it yesterday, saying, yeah, he was going to do it at 4.59 and 30 seconds right before the day ended and then skedaddle. Well, it was close to that. It was about 3.30, and word came out that he had indeed decided to veto this. And, I mean, there's there's so much involved in this. And, I mean, my prediction the other day was that not only was he going to veto it, but that we were going to hear from a lot of people saying this is Frank White sticking it to the Royals. That has This has nothing to do with what's supposed to influence political decisions. This has only to do with the fact that Frank White is still trying to get back at the Royals for the way he feels as though he was mistreated. And whether that's true or not, I couldn't tell you. I can't crawl inside Frank White's head, but that is very much the reaction because the reason that he gave saying, well, I think this is a bad deal for taxpayers. It was the taxpayers who were going to vote on it. Shouldn't they have the ability to decide whether they think it's a bad deal for them or not? I have um, strongly mixed feelings about this because I'll, I'll say it again. Dave Helling should run for office Yeah, because I was heavily heavily moved when we talked to Dave last week about the list of things that we do not know yet and that we likely will not know by the time this goes on the ballot in April. And as somebody who lives in Jackson County and would make that decision on whether to extend the tax or not, I don't like voting on it without having a lot of answers that we do not currently have. Now, would we have them by April? Maybe, but right now we don't when you have to decide whether to put it on the ballot. 
Yeah, and, and I think that Dave Helling's editorial moved the needle. I really yeah. do, because that editorial came out. We talked about it. Like you said, you were very moved by it. I thought he made some great points. And what happened? I mean, over just the last two days, all of a sudden we have, okay, well, here's more clarity on what the teams want to do with the money. It still wasn't a line-by-line, line, okay, here's how we're going to spend it. But it was at least more than we had. But the danger in that, and and this is where you can kind of open the door a crack and see Frank White's point is that, okay, that happened in order to possibly influence his veto or not. If he decided not to veto and allow the vote to go forward in April, there is nothing that says any more information at all would be released by either team or both between now and the April vote. What would there, what would the upside for the teams be to scramble to put together more information when the vote's already on the ballot. Well, so um, again, I, I make the analogy to the KCI vote um, and Dana and Parks were talking to Dave Helling about this yesterday afternoon as well. And he, um, <clears throat> it was just so interesting to hear this, this part of it put out. So there could be a vote in August then. I mean, just because there's not a vote in April, we assume. Um, it doesn't seem like they have the votes to override. So so there won't be a vote in April. There could be a vote in August. And if not in August, then it's November. If there's still going to be a vote. I mean, who knows how this is going to go now? Wait. Again, as we were saying yesterday, um, the governor of Kansas is probably making some phone calls. It, it sounds like, according to the people that study this stuff, that if you wait until November when there's going to be higher voter turnout, it's less likely to pass. In answer to your question, um, there is no motivation now <clears throat> to answer those questions. Yeah. But, fun, but I sort of feel like one step at a time. I mean, the line in his letter that came out that said, uh, where is it? Um, oh, I'm wearing readers for the first time in a while now. And now I can't. <laughs> Everything about me got 10 years older yesterday. Um, okay. The path to achieving the goal to get where we're supposed to be must be prudent, transparent, and in the best interest of taxpayers. As of now, without binding agreements, which we don't have, we are poised to commit public resources without a clear understanding of the benefits and assurances for Jackson County. Very simply, I don't know what I'm voting on. Yes. I can go vote. I don't know what I'm voting on. Right. Well, and two of the voices that we're going to hear from today are going to address not only that, but what you said a minute ago about the possibility of overriding that veto. Because as we understand it right now, there are six votes needed among the legislators in Jackson County to override Frank White's veto. They have five. And of the four that they don't have, are any of them on the fence? And that's what we're going to hear from uh, Sean Smith and from Manny Abarca a little bit later on today. Sean Smith will join us right after the bottom of the hour. Manny Abarca afternoon as to whether they believe that possibility exists. They could do that as early as Monday. Sure. Yeah. And that's kind of the next date to be watching for. That's when the group gathers again. So we'll talk to Sean Smith coming up at 1030. Manny Abarca joins us at 1230. If you were surprised, if you have comments, if you are a Jackson County voter in particular, I would like to talk to you. Because again, I put it on the ballot in April. I was more likely to skip the vote maybe until unless I knew exactly what that money was going to go to. Now, what's fascinating is I may end up eating my words about anything going to the Kansas side. Because what will be fascinating now is you're going to hear the term border war a lot. I mean, you said this last night yeah. that... The governor of Kansas now 
probably last night, already called Clark Hunt uh, yeah. and said, we got a bunch of land over here and we have gambling money. And here you go. Here is a check. And if, if you want another check, you just say the word and let us know how big it needs to be. Yeah, it would it would stun me if Laura Kelly was not on the phone with Clark Hunt yesterday afternoon. I, um, because that's, I mean, that was the whole point of having legalized gambling in Kansas in the first place was to lure major sports teams into the state of Kansas. Well, gee, all of a sudden you've got now not one but two of them who may be homeless soon. And Missouri doesn't yet have the gambling money. Yeah. They haven't gotten that passed yet. So it's a source of funding that Kansas has that Missouri doesn't. And it seems like the worry, if if moves are to be made here, and again, there's a long way to go. There are all kinds of things that could happen. If you want to know, I mean, my own gut on this is that by Monday, the legislators in Jackson County are going to spend all of, of today and all weekend long trying to strong arm the fence sitters on this to try to get one more vote and override that veto. I would be very surprised if if we're not talking Monday about the fact that that veto has been overridden by the Jackson County Legislature. So I think that's where this is headed. But if it doesn't, then what seems to be the biggest worry is that the Chiefs will go to the Legends and that the Royals could go to Nashville. Uh, who brought that up yesterday? Was it Dave Helling that yes. mentioned that? Or no, Bob Fesco. Uh, that's right. Maybe yeah, he mentioned that yesterday. Yeah, was Fesco. He, he was also on Medina and Parks yesterday afternoon. Uh, Nashville does not have a major league baseball team. Correct. They, have a, right? they okay. have a minor league team, the Nashville sounds that are very successful, but they're a minor league team. So, you know, very successful on the minor league level. Uh, it doesn't mean anywhere near the same thing as major league baseball, but they do certainly have the hunger for it and they have the audience for it and they support the Titans. Wow. Okay. We have to get to a break. Phone lines are ringing. Uh, we'll get to a couple of calls coming up here on KMBZ. 913-586-7798, talking about the decision yesterday from Frank White, Jackson County Executive, to veto the proposal to put the extension of the $0.38 cent sales tax on the ballot for Jackson County voters, like me, coming up in April. We don't know what's going to happen now. Um, the uh, vote to override seems close. We'll know that for sure on Monday. What do you want to see happen? Let's go to David in Raytown and see what he's thinking on all this. Hey, David. Hey, John. Hi, Jamie. I really Hi. appreciate you guys uh, talking about this. Uh, Dave Helling really, I think, really scored huge this past week, just putting it out there that nobody knows what exactly is being paid for. As a Jackson County resident for all of my voting life and all of basically since I was in elementary school, I've been in Jackson County. My concern is uh without these details this area here and i do live very close to the stadiums and i have for 35 years uh we've never we've never the, the benefit the benefit from the truman sports complex was never realized over here yeah and quite frankly good and riddance to the johnson county chiefs and the clay county royals that's pretty <laughs> much where i stand well let, let me ask you this david and i'm, I'm certainly not going to argue with anything you said because i think you made some great points and you live there so you know <laughs> you know what you're talking about were you in that same boat before dave helling's editorial yes i was okay all right so it didn't change your mind it just solidified your position well, yeah, it, I think it brought before the same questions I've got yeah. and have, have always had. I think, it's, I think it's 
wrong, quite frankly, that Jackson County bears the burden of the full tax load. If there were some kind of by state or something like that, I think Jackson County voters would be a lot more motivated to vote yes, but the details are not there. So again, Good riddance, uh, Johnson County Chiefs and Clay County Royals. <laughs> you got it, David. Thank you. Thanks very much for the call. I, yeah, I, and I, my my only trepidation with this because you know again I find it hard to argue because of exactly what we've been talking about. That it, clarity is vital if you're talking about people and their money. They're going to want clarity as to how that money is going to be spent. I don't think that's an unfair ask. Money for a long time. Yes, for 40 years. Yeah. So given that, I I think these are all fair points, but I still will always err on the side of giving people the ability to determine that for themselves. And I think we can still do that. It just doesn't have to be April. Yeah. Just I mean, just because he vetoed to put it on the on the ballot now doesn't mean it can't go on in August or November. The thing that I wish had happened yesterday as a part of Frank White's vote, or as a part of his announcement, and I said this yesterday, is that it was like half an announcement. I needed the other half of the announcement that said, I will lead an effort to make sure that Jackson County voters get the answers to those questions, and I will push to have this on the ballot in Fill in the blank. To hold their feet to the fire, to hold the yes. team's feet to the fire and say, okay, you're going to answer these questions or we're not going to have a vote. Right. Yeah, I, I, I hesitate to put that much power in the hands of one man. But again, it, it, we don't have the information. I'm not going to sit here and pretend that we do. We don't. And as a, as a Johnson County resident, it's out of my hands. But for the people who are going to be directly affected by this, I think those are answers that they need. I, I just... Boy, you said there was a statement yesterday, a brief statement that came out from the teams. Yes, I don't have it in front do, of me. Do, we, do, you, um, do you remember the gist of it? Because, I, hold on. I mean, brief, that's kind of, again, we, as we were going back and forth on Facebook yesterday, talking about all of this, that was our prediction, that if they say something, it's going to be very terse and just a couple of lines. Because they had threatened. They said, if this, if this vote doesn't happen in April, we're looking at other options. I have it in front of me. It is two sentences, and you and I could have written it. Mm -hmm. In fact, you and I basically did yesterday. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, And it's a joint statement from the Chiefs and the Royals, uh, and this came out at 4.30 p.m., so an hour after Frank White's announcement. We respect the county executive's veto authority. We will continue working with the legislators to ensure that this ordinance is on the ballot on April 2nd so that the Jackson County voters have the opportunity to decide on the extension of the current uh, 3.8-cent sales tax. Which says to me, it is interesting, it says to me, they're going to spend the weekend lobbying uh-huh. any legislators on the fence to get an override of the veto. Which is totally predictable. Yeah. But it also underscores April again. And that is, I don't want to put words in their mouth, but to me that comes off as, again, an implicit threat of we're going to work to get this on the April ballot. We said April, we meant April, and if it goes beyond that, there's going to be hell to pay. And the only thing I'll throw in here real quick, and then we'll we'll go to a break and get Sean Smith up, is that, and I said this a couple, a couple of times, this originally was just about where the Royals were going to go. I mean, it was about the extension yeah. of the sales tax, but a year and a half ago, or whenever we started this, this was about, are the Kansas City Royals going to build a downtown stadium? 
And then it became about all these other possibilities. And then it became about the Chiefs. And again, we still don't know where the Royals are going to go. I want to address one thing that just came in on the text line real quick. Uh, Somebody texted in and said the Chiefs have way too much invested in the sports complex to move. I would say back to that, you underestimate the size of a check that other parts of the country will write to get them out of whatever obligations they have and whatever investments they've made in the Truman Sports Complex. 913-586-7798 if you want to text in. Sean Smith, Jackson County legislator, was among those that put out statements yesterday saying he is willing to uphold the veto of the county executive. We'll talk uh, to him coming up next here on KMBZ. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one... They're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Welcome in here on this Friday morning here on KMBZ. As we have been talking about the decision to veto Putting the $0.38 cent sales tax on the ballot in April came in yesterday afternoon from J- uh, Jackson County Executive Frank White. And we're working our way through to try to figure out where everybody stands here. Sean Smith is a Jackson County legislator, kind enough to join us on the broadcast this morning to talk about exactly that. Sean Smith, welcome in. Good morning. It's been an active 24-hour period. <laughs> Lots happened over the last 24. I want you to, to briefly explain to our listeners your position on what Frank White did yesterday and your position on keeping Major League Sports in Jackson County. Absolutely. So I am firmly behind keeping the teams in Jackson County. Uh, what Frank did yesterday to veto the vote um, actually gives us a few more days to have the teams Go ahead and sign a term sheet or letter of intent that indicates what their actual plan is and what some of the concessions are they've made. We've heard those concessions verbally. They've been, in some cases, publicized in press releases. Um, It's important that we have a few more details ironed out and that those details be signed in writing so that they can be held accountable for them. So that's what uh, the veto allowed us is a few more days to let the teams get that done. You, You said a few more days. Um, so that gets us to Monday. Is that what you're talking about is? Yeah. Yes. Monday, we can take a vote to override the veto. And, uh, I think if the teams agree to terms, then, uh, that's what I think we'd all like to do, to be honest, including, uh, Jackson County executive, Frank White, 
it's just uh, it hasn't happened yet. So we're trying to make sure we give everybody every opportunity to uh, do what they need to do so that we can keep this on the April ballot. And if it doesn't end up on the April ballot, then we have another election in August, another election in November. We'll get this done. Uh, I'd like to get it done in April. We'll see if the teams are ready. And the teams also gave an indication yesterday that they're still very much looking for the April ballot as being that litmus test is can this get done by the April ballot? So given that, what are the details that you want to see, you personally want to see that you have not seen yet? Yeah. So the most important thing by far is that some of the things that they have offered up as concessions uh, just get signed in writing. Uh, some of the other things are responsibility for demolition of Kaufman, if that's where this all ends up. Uh, the other thing is uh, there's been some rumors about the Chiefs maybe wanting to move their headquarters or practice facilities um, to a different location outside of Jackson County. We'd really like to see them commit to staying in Jackson County for that. Um, we think that's important to that area, to not just be someplace that football games are played, but also to have um, some activity going uh, you know, throughout the year. Sean, why don't we have the answers on all this stuff yet? Why are we still, why is it now? Well, Monday's the latest we can decide on the veto. So now it's going to be something over the weekend. Why are, why don't we have the answers yet? Yeah. Um, I tell you, I do a lot of high stakes negotiations and they often do come down to the last minute. Uh, people try to play their cards close to the vest. Um, there's been some communication breakdowns, I think at times. Uh, and and that hasn't helped. But the bottom line is that I, I don't consider this, in, in my experience, to be all that uncommon. Um, and, you know, we'd really like to see, I would like to see greater transparency, but we were asked not to negotiate in the media. And so I've honored that and made sure that um, things that the teams did or didn't concede until they and the county were ready to release that information. I've made sure that I held that confidence. Um, I don't know that that's best, uh, but I didn't want to be the one that broke the process by releasing information prematurely. Sean Smith again with us from the Jackson County Legislature. I want to also take a look at what you just mentioned a couple of minutes ago about the possibility of the Chiefs moving their headquarters and practice facilities out of Jackson County. Is that an issue that only surround? I mean, you're you're asking for a commitment from them to to stay in Jackson County with both of those. Is that all about the earnings tax and how much money are we talking about there? Uh, you know, I don't have an economic estimate. For me, uh, that issue is really about the fact that as we as we lose Kaufman from being in that immediate economic area, um, that's a real detriment to that area. There's not a lot of businesses very close, but there are some who really rely on that activity. And, um, you know, if Kaufman moves to a new location, it's going to be a detriment to those businesses. Uh, if If you also had all the day in, day out activity of the chiefs leaving there, I, I think that would be a further detriment. So it's kind of about preserving that as, as well as there's an implication for Kansas City on the earnings tax for sure. Uh, Jackson County doesn't see that. But, um, you know, it, it really comes down to whether we want to see a building that looks abandoned 300 and uh, I guess that would be about 345 days a year and only looks like somebody's there 20 days a year when there's a football game. I want to come back to something that you said for a second. Um, and I say this as a Jackson County voter. You said you you do high level negotiations like this and very often or sometimes it does go to the last minute. And my immediate reaction was this isn't the same as a regular business deal. This is public money that the public needs to vote on. And and 
uh, we keep talking about Dave Helling's column and, and the conversation that he's had with us and the number of unanswered questions. And you have a lot of us sitting here. I'm not comforted by this being suddenly negotiated and put together at the last minute. Yeah, and I guess I should be clear. It's not that the negotiations is last minute. There's certainly been some starts and stops over the last several months, uh, not all of which the legislature has been privy to, right? That's really the county executive's job, the team's job, the Jackson County Sports Complex Authority's job to, to work through the negotiation process. And those negotiations, I think, have started and stopped some for whatever reason. Um, I, I don't like that things go to the last minute either. Uh, it just... Um, it just seems to be the trend, uh, and not just in private business transactions, but in uh, very large public transactions, too. There, there's a lot that is known. Um, the fact that the teams haven't really wanted to or haven't appeared to me to want to put ink to paper with a signature, uh, that's that's probably my biggest hang-up at, at this point. And I've mentioned that to the, to the primary folks on the team side, um, and they've assured me that they're committed. Uh, so that's why I think this... I think I really do think it's going to get done. I, I want to make clear here that in asking this next question, I'm certainly not trying to pit you against another Jackson County legislator. But just to bring up the point, Manny Abarca, who is firmly in the pro column on this, has uh, over the last couple of days said the teams have given us more detail. Some. Now, we read down that list and didn't see a whole lot of minutia in it, but we did see a little bit more than we knew before. Has any of that over the last three or four days impressed you at all or changed your your opinion on what you need to see or what isn't there yet? Sure. Um, so the teams have provided some of that stuff, uh, and that's good. It is good progress. And uh, at the end of the day, I, I go back to my my biggest point being uh, signatures on paper and a couple of the other points that I don't think the teams have officially taken a stance yet on. So um, the, the points that we've gotten to are great. Uh, they reflect a good, strong negotiations on both sides and a willingness to cooperate. So I'm I'm really, truly optimistic. But uh, in, yeah, Manny and I, I think, both want a good deal for the taxpayers, a good deal for the community. We'd both like to see this done in April. I just have a standard that says, in writing, signed by the parties, then let's let's do this thing. And I'm with you. I said this earlier in the show. I don't I don't want to vote yes unless I know where the money's going and what the picture looks like. What's the minimum that you need to know? What in writing, signed, answers that you have, what's the minimum that you need to know to say, okay, we'll go ahead and put this on the ballot? Yeah. Um, so I don't want to get too specific. I don't want to set a bar that um, maybe is a good enough bar for me, but not a good enough bar for some of my colleagues. Um, I'm relatively flexible on many things. So one of my colleagues asked for Jackson County to have a box, a, a, a suite. I don't think that's necessary. Um, I, I'm not even sure it would be good policy. It's ripe for abuse, and I just don't see that as being useful. Uh, you know, it'd be a fabulous luxury for elected officials, but I'm really about the people in the community. So um, some of those things that might be a standard for some of my, my colleagues, they're, they're just not my standard. Um, I really want the big rocks like demolition costs, like where they're going to be located, um, uh, some revenue coming back to the county. Right mm -hmm. now, we invest a lot in the stadiums. We'd like to see the teams repay us some so that we can use that revenue for, for purposes that we really need to take care of 
from an infrastructure perspective in the county. Um, that's maybe a couple million bucks a year. But, uh, and, and like I said, most importantly, having things be in writing so that, so that we're not confused later or people don't have different memories about exactly what the commitments were. And you brought up the election. Um, this is our last chance to make sure that the terms are good for the community. After this is on the ballot, the teams will have an enormous advantage. They have huge marketing budgets. Nobody from an opposition standpoint, if things aren't a good deal, is going to have the strength to um, be the opposition. So this is this is it for our chance to to get the best deal possible. Okay, I have two more quick things I want to hit you with um, sure. before we let you go here. One is, if you don't have the information, if it doesn't check your boxes that you need, and this doesn't go on the ballot on in April, does do you support it going on the on the ballot in August or November or April of next year or what happens? Um, as soon as possible. So if not April, hopefully August. The other thing is an April ballot does cost the taxpayers of Jackson County about a million and a half dollars. Whereas if it's on an August or November ballot, we have greater voter participation and there's already going to be a countywide election. So it effectively costs us nothing in August and November. Now, a million and a half dollars, a lot of money. It's not enough that just for that, I would pull it off, but, but it's another factor is I'm trying to be fiscally responsible and if this is going to be placed on the ballot and fail, like we saw the use tax fail, that's not good for us either. The other thing is, um, I, I wish I could send you what our text line looks like every time we talk about this. Um, and I'll put you on the spot a little bit about the role of Frank White in the negotiations so far. The number of people that are saying Frank White needs to go and Frank White vetoed this because he's mad at the Royals. What's your position on it? Um, I try not to guess at what's in people's head. Uh, at the end of the day, Frank and I are aligned on making sure we have good terms for the county, for our taxpayers, for our citizens. And, uh, you know, if he's doing that for the wrong reasons, okay, as, as long as we get a good result, I, I don't really care about his motives. Sean Smith, uh, Jackson County Legislator, thank you so much for your time and for the answers this morning. We really appreciate it. We'll be watching for any developments over the weekend. Sounds good. Thanks, guys. Take care. We appreciate the time. Thanks a lot for getting in. It will be fascinating two hours from now when we hear what I suspect may be a slightly different position from Manny Abarca from <laughs> the Jackson think? County Legislature as well. Uh, if you have thoughts on what you heard, 913-586-7798. We'll take a break. We'll wrap the hour next on KMBZ. Phone number 913-586-7798. We were talking about um, kind of the future of Jackson County sports and if they're going to stay in Jackson County. A couple of you have asked us, and we're trying to figure it out, whether Monday's meeting of the Jackson County Legislature, and it's a big one, um, will be live streamed. What we can tell so far is that they definitely put video of it up after. I cannot figure out for the life of me if it's live streamed. And yeah, uh, that's an excellent question. I'm looking to, to see what we can find out right now under accessible agenda. What do we got here? Um, because the answer is, unfortunately, some of them are and some of them aren't. So um, if you go to the Jackson County page, uh, let's see if they mention anything about this. So I'm, I've got the meeting agenda in front of me. Yeah. I've got the list of meetings. We see that videos of past meetings have been posted. Usually if it's live streamed, it's clear as day. Right. You know, there's a link. 
on the top of the agenda, which I don't see. And that may not be there until they're ready to go with a live stream. So That's possible. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> we'll do what we can on Monday to let you know that uh, what we do know is that that meeting is set for 3 o'clock in the afternoon. So we'll have plenty of time on Monday to look it over and see what we can find. If nothing else, we have Manny Abarca on the show with us at 1230. We'll ask him. We'll ask him. <laughs> Absolutely. Let's go to Dave in Mission in the meantime and see what he's thinking about. Hey, Dave. Guys, how you doing today on this very cold, very bright Friday? Well, we we, we do love an active news day, but, <laughs> you know, sometimes the news isn't what you want. Tell us about it. What do you think? Well, first of all, I wanted to congratulate both Jamie and John. You, I thought that was a wonderful, wonderful interview with uh, Sean. Just a couple things. Thank you. You guys asked great questions. Thank Did you. Did you get a sense from him that he would try to override the veto or was he pretty cagey? I, I got into the conversation kind of in the middle of everything. So I don't know what y'all talked about at the very beginning. I'll be honest. Um, I'll do respect to the legislator because he came on because we asked him to, I don't know any more now than I did 20 <laughs> minutes ago. Yeah. I would say he's a great politician (laughs) yes exactly how to answer a question without ever answering a question no no no. i'll give him credit because i think he did but uh what i got the feeling for is that i i think if frank white was not being candid about his reasons i i think that uh, sean smith likes the reasons that he gave in other words i i think there is a bar inside his head even though he didn't want to say what it was that there is a bar inside his head of information that he needs that he i i believe that he would vote to override the veto given certain conditions and those are conditions that the teams are going to have to meet before monday i mean i thought john i thought he was i thought sean was incredibly articulate and very reasoned in the things that he did have to say do you guys have a sense of how this might play out this is this is kind of an interesting thing for kansas city i can't ever remember where something this large except for the bi-state tax for union station has had this kind of an impact on kansas city your thoughts on that i never could have predicted in a million years that this is where we would be with this right now so no but i'll tell you i sit here still frustrated at the idea that they haven't gotten a deal worked out until now but somehow they think they're going to figure it out this weekend and if that they do yeah. at that meeting on Monday before they decide to whether to override the veto and put it on the ballot, that information needs to be released to the public, whatever oh. that is. Well, guys, I just again, I thought you did a wonderful job. And then Manny comes on at 1230. Do I have that right? Yes, sir. Mm-hmm. All right, guys, listen, have a wonderful day. Your show is really wonderful. You do the same. Thank you. Dave, Thanks, you're very kind. Thank you for the kind Appreciate words. Um, yeah. just now? And I'll say, <laughs> you're really, <laughs> uh, listen, listen for his call on an upcoming promo for Jamie and Grace. <laughs> right, now, exactly. Um, yeah, I, I, and my feeling remains as it was even before we talked to him. I think they need one vote. And I think that given, I mean, the ball is in the court of the teams now to, mm-hmm. uh, to release whatever information they possibly can over the next couple of days to influence that vote. My thought is that it's going to be up to the other legislators to knock on the doors and make those phone calls to the ones who are right now in the no column to try to convince. And remember, they only need one. 
And I think that by Monday, my, again, this is nothing more than my gut, but, uh, you know, I was right on Frank White. Uh, my, my gut tells me that they're going to they're, they're gonna be able to do it. They'll find that one vote that is outstanding right now to be able to turn this around. Okay, but here's where I say again, if the vote is there to override the veto and put it on the ballot, I mean, not everybody has said this to us, but Sean Smith did. Tell me what information you got that convinced you to go ahead and put it in front of me as a voter. Yes. Oh, without doubt. It, and I think there will be some, whether it'll be enough for Sean Smith particularly, whether right. it will be enough for, for any of the other, other legislators remains to be seen. And, and that's where I think, again, if, they, if I'm right about this and they do what I think they're going to do on Monday – then it's up to you, Jamie, mm -hmm. as, a, as a Jackson County voter. Then it's going to oh be up, right. <laughs> and so, you know, I, I think the questions they're asking are the right questions because what they're asking for is more information about where the money's going to go. There's nothing at all in the world wrong with that, especially given the fact that up until just a few days ago, you and I had essentially nothing. We knew new stadium renovations. Well, that doesn't it doesn't mean anything. It doesn't tell you anything. So uh, if they do that, um, then it'll be up to you because everybody who's going to vote on that, if that vote does happen in April, will have their own bar of what I need to hear in order to turn me into a yes vote. It will be a fascinating meeting. I mean, I'll, I'll clear my calendar for Monday afternoon at three o'clock, just to be able to, um, wonder how well it attended. It'll be publicly too. There's a lot on their agenda too, <laughs> yeah. besides that. All right, we'll take a break. Uh, coming up, we didn't even have the chance to talk about this story yesterday. And there has been an update in some of the leadership at Sporting Kansas City. We'll get to that coming up here on KMBZ. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.